And so we come to it at last, the waning of autumn. The leaves turn from fire to dust, the nights grow long, and we continue our march into the grip of winter. And as the bitter cold closes in, we huddle around fires and clutch hot drinks and relish the warmth of hearth and home. It's a beautiful season, a time to remember the blessings that have come to us and the hope of future sunshine after nature's long sleep. We are wise to take this time of stillness to look back, look up, and look around and open our eyes to the avalanche of beauty and goodness that fills our lives, even in the face of struggle. For as any circumspect person will tell you, especially those who have lived and thrived through pain, it's always a good time to be grateful. It is always right to give thanks. My name's Ransom, and you're listening to the ramblings of a revenant alien. Righteous Reclamation Assemblage. We're trying to do some good here, people. And I hope you're down to join us. If this is your first time hearing the show, I'm thankful you've come along. May today's episode fill you with hope as we take a mental ride over the river and through the woods with a healthy dose of the blues to keep us company. Whether you're excited for the holidays or dreading the idea, may you find peace in this short time we're together. Hope you find some light to take with you on your journey. And if you do, hold it high and pass it on. It's good to be back with you, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta say, I love this time of year so much. You know, coming off of Halloween, passing through to Thanksgiving, on into Christmas and the New Year. The holidays have always been full of warmth and light for me, and I, I love circling around the idea behind each of them and just digging into it. And that's what we're going to do today. Like I said, I know it's a little fraught for some of you, and we're going to talk about that too because I don't want anybody to feel left out. But I'm glad you're here with me. It's going to be a good time. Because like I said, it's always a good time to be grateful. There are always blessings all around you if you look. And today is as good a day as any to take that look. And now, let's head out. The woods are calling. It's time for a ramble. this episode it's a beautiful rainy day here in the city of angels a delightful departure from our usual sunny wonderland 
there's something about the cold that just makes me happy. Maybe it's the primal memories of looking out the window on a chilly Virginia morning, having to heat the car up so you wouldn't freeze on the way to school. Those simple recollections of my childhood that are connected to love and hope and joy. And those things, and many others, are why I love the Thanksgiving holiday here in America. The last celebration of the harvest, the gatherings of friends and family, neighbors and strangers, all coming together to remember the good times and to take part in the bounty. And it's the little things, you know, the ice chips and grandma's homemade from scratch applesauce, the dark meat versus white meat debate, the loosening of belts, the compliments to the chef, the drone of the football game on the TV, blending with the low tones of the grown-ups talking in the other room about things we kids couldn't even begin to care about. I have nothing but good memories of Thanksgiving, and that's just one more thing to be grateful for because, believe me, I know that for millions of people, holidays with the family are anything but pleasant. They're painful, infuriating, a reminder of all the dysfunction you ran away from when you moved out and maybe across the country. But if that's you, and you're still with me, I hope we can light a candle together and grab on to the idea that the choice to see our blessings and be grateful makes us more powerful than the pain. It's like soaring up through the storm and breaking through the clouds and realizing the sun's been there all along. So, today's all about gratitude, seeing the good things all around us. I promise you they're there. Let's take a look together, huh? What do you say? Ladies and gentlemen, and in case you're wondering, no, that was not me. Uh, that's a beast of a player that I follow on Instagram by the name of Matt Bradford. That's at Matt Bradford Music, which I'll link to in the show notes along with his website, Spotify playlist, etc. Follow this man. Now, he was magnanimous enough to let me use one of his hundreds and hundreds of blues rock Insta improvs. I swear he throws one up almost every single day, and they're all just as tasty as the one you just heard, so check them out, y'all. And he is but one of a myriad of outstanding guitarists, blues and otherwise, that share their excellence with the world. And I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm grateful for music and musicians who have practiced and practiced and perfected their craft to a point where they can pick up a six string and make magic. 
and we all get to enjoy it. And possibly, like me, aspire to make magic of our own. And let's go deeper. I'm thankful for all the musical and technical pioneers who basically gave their lives to innovate and play and perform and create new ways for us to feel the fire inside us. Think about it. Before the 1950s, there was no rock and roll. And you can criticize the debauchery that goes along with it, absolutely. But the power that this music has to stir our emotions, to carry us on wings of passion, we get to experience that, which most humans across history never got to. And we get to do that in the easiest way ever through handheld devices that can pump right into our brains anytime we want. We can partake on a whim of these poets and players who find notes and words for our pain and hope. That's a dream come true. It's glorious. It's healing and solace. It's amazing and wonderful. And the proper response to it is gratitude. So, whatever you're doing right now, let's do this. Go ahead, and if you want, take a break and listen to your favorite song. I'll see you in a few. Think I'll go take in another Matt Bradford Insta Classic. Rock on, amigos. Speaking of amigos, let's turn our attention to another realm where, whatever the specifics we've lived, we have ample room to be thankful. I'm talking about loved ones, family, friends, even kind acquaintances. Now, I know this area can be fraught for some of y'all, like I was saying earlier, but even if that's the case, you can still be grateful. Follow me on this. So, it's obvious you know, for those of us who have healthy, happy families and friendships, why we should be thankful. <laughs> if you had a good mom and dad, or even just one of those two, that's more than some people ever get, and that's a blessing. If you're in a loving, romantic relationship, matrimonial or otherwise, that's something to be thankful for. If you have warm and loving friendships, people you can rely on and trust and have into your home to laugh with or cry or share a holiday, a meal, a drink, that's an astonishing good. What can we be but grateful? But what about the opposite? If you've had a rough or even a horrible family life that you're dying to escape, or you maybe already have escaped, maybe you can't be grateful for the pain just yet. But you can be grateful you had eyes to see what was wrong and to get out. Isn't that better than getting sucked in or trapped or following generational mistakes? That goes for romance, too. If you're alone right now, maybe you can be grateful that you're not settling for someone who's not right for you just because you don't want to be alone. Even though you're hurting, you're saving yourself from a deeper pain, trust me. And if you have bad friends or no friends, I know that's really hard. I've been there. But you can be grateful that there's still a chance to find friends 
You can be grateful for those moments of solitude that you can enjoy anytime you want. As a parent of three in a small dwelling, trust me, that is a gift, hard as it may be for you to feel. It's all about perspective. There is a way to be grateful for wherever we are in relationships, whether it's a beautiful place or a hard and harrowing place. Because if we can be grateful, we transcend, we grow and live even as we're surrounded by things that tear us down. It's a mystery, but it's true. And friend, if you're hurting right now, I hurt with you. I'm thankful you're listening. And I hope you find those goods that you hope for real soon. All right? Hang in there. It's going to be okay. diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler, long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy, and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same, and both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost I'm thankful for the power of words. That poem is as near too perfect as anything I have ever read. The depth it captures in so few words of human angst and wondering and fear and discovery and courage and adventure and loss and gain and hope and despair. All in such a simple setting that roots into eternal, profound realities. It just makes me want to throw up my hands and quit, you know? What are the chances I could ever match that? But that's not really the point of crafting words, is it? To be the best. No, it's, it's to externalize deep, mysterious elements inside us. What we feel, what we know, what we see. And to have tools that can cross the expanse between us and other people, sometimes between us and ourselves, that's an incredible gift for which I am grateful. 
And I'm also grateful for all the poets, you know, the other writers, the storytellers, the tale spinners, the mystics, the preachers, the TED talkers, the podcasters, the comedians. So many people doing their best to say something worth saying. That's hard work, I know. And it's worth doing. So if you're one of those wordsmiths out there toiling away, I see you, friend. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. You're a hero in your own right. Take heart and keep on smithing. When I was creeping up on 20 years old, my back gave out. I'd played hard football for four years, and I'd pushed through pain many, many times, being the invincible young jock that I was. But one day, it finally caught up with me. The lower right side of my spine went kashunk. Something slipped, and uh, it's never been the same. Multiple MRIs, chiropractors, ultrasonic therapy, massages, stretches, and rehab, different types of mattresses and pillows, a standing workstation. Nothing's really restored it to anything like it was before. Many high school athletes, and my wife included, have a similar story. You know, you batter your body for a short-term goal, and later on, you pay the price. And I'm not saying it wasn't worth it, necessarily. And I did learn a lot about grit. But I sometimes wonder if I might have learned those same lessons in a way that didn't wreck parts of my person. But why am I telling you this? Well, in one of the MRIs I got, a chiropractor pointed something out to me. I had a couple healed stress fractures in my spine. Translation, I broke my back playing football. And somehow, by the grace of God, it was only little fissures internal to the vertebrae which healed, rather than calamitous breaks that might have put me in a wheelchair. Or worse. Add to that my motorcycle wreck a few years back, and here's the point I'm coming to. I'm grateful to be ambulatory and fairly strong. My back ain't Olympic level, but it's stable now. I don't live in constant pain. I don't have digestive or urinary or colonic issues because of nerve damage in my back. I have been spared some very difficult physical challenges and allowed to enjoy many gifts. Same kind of thing. I blasted deafening music in my ears all through my teens and 20s, but I can still hear well enough to mix this show and its music and to relish the blues that I love. My eyes aren't the best, and they're getting worse as I age, but I still see my children's faces and my wife's beauty and the glorious California sunshine and all the films and TV that move me and lift my spirit. I can smell and taste and cook good food. I can catch my son when he leaps into my arms. I can feel my shoulders relax when my lovely wife squeezes them. My life is deluged with good things just in my own body and the way you can still enjoy the world. Now, I invite you to take the same inventory of your physical existence sometime this season. You know, maybe when you bite into that favorite meal, or sip the perfect cup of joe, or feel the crisp fall air on your face. Remember how good all those things are, and how abundant. And be grateful. You won't believe how good it makes your day. <laughs> Thank you.
Now, not everything is ease and joy, to coin an understatement. To live is to struggle. I don't know why that's the way it is, but that's the way it is. And that mystery is a lifelong brain twister. Most of the time, I think, we're angry about, or saddened by, or depressed because of the obstacles in our lives, the things that make it hard. We wish they weren't there, or that we could conquer them and move on. And while that is something we should be fighting for, I want to point out a hidden blessing in this whole setup. See, I'm thankful, sometimes, in my moments of clarity, that life is hard. That work and dreams and goals and hustles and pursuits and projects at all are hard. That they require us to straighten our backs and square our shoulders and struggle. Because if it all came easy... I think we'd still be sad, but for a different reason. Like, man, is that it? Is that how low the mountaintop is? I barely had to do anything. There's something in us, and I think in the very nature of our existence, that recognizes that anything worth doing is hard. And the higher its value, the harder it is. Childbirth. Space flight. Mastery of an instrument or a field of study or a martial art. There are things we cannot achieve without sacrifice, and those sacrifices are worthy ways to spend our time, which might otherwise be frittered away on self-indulgence, empty pleasure-seeking, or worse, destructive and wicked deeds. There is a value and gravity to the human endeavor that we have a choice to make is a powerful and a joyful thing. Life is in our hands if we are ready to choose it, to choose the worthy struggle. And there is a one who is calling us to that choice and who will strengthen us to live it out if we ask. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that it's hard and that it ain't all meaningless. Quite the opposite. As I always try to do, I want to speak to those who feel left out of this conversation. People in truly dire straits, life crises, horrible situations, whether that's abuse, addiction, bankruptcy, isolation, you name it. I mean those real and dark situations that you may be in right now. 
feeling a lack of hope and joy, not seeing anything around you to be thankful for. First, I ain't going to try to argue you into cheerfulness. Whatever you're going through is real. And in your situation, it's insanely difficult to be grateful. And so this episode might be ringing hollow for you. And that's okay. Second, I, I humbly offer you this idea. Despite the agony you're feeling, or the injustice you may be suffering, find a quiet place and moment if you can, and breathe in and out, and remember that you're still alive. Your mind and spirit still glow with potential for change, for survival, for overcoming. And whether you believe it or not, the most powerful being in existence, and yeah, I'm talking about God here, sees you and your pain and your sorrow. And he actually cares and wants to be with you in it. That's actually the story of Jesus, if you don't know. The Almighty himself, wrapped in human form, suffered like the rest of us. And he did it for us. Look, I know that's nearly impossible for some of y'all to swallow, and I respect that. I respect it very deeply. But there are depths of human pain that I don't think any human answer, be it stoicism, motivational speeches, affirmations, or mantras, has the necessary power to confront. Only the idea of a perfect one who descends out of love to join us in the horror so that we might have the chance to beat it. Now I see the blues in that. Beauty and pain. And honestly, if you're in truly dire straits with nothing to be thankful for, I have nothing better to offer you. In such situations, I think the only thing we can grab onto is the knowledge that we're not alone in our pain. There is at least one, and count me as two, who weeps when you weep. For that, you can be grateful. And I pray your pain ends soon. Coming out of that last segment, I'd wager a guess that most of you listening are not in dire straits or anywhere near rock bottom. You probably got your annoyances and your dissatisfactions and unrealized hopes, but life is actually pretty good if you have the eyes to see it. That's what I'm learning lately. Gratitude is about perspective, you know? My family and I, that's five of us, live in a modest two-bedroom apartment right now, a relatively tight space where it's tough to get away from each other. I can often find myself frustrated and angry or bitter that the life I'm trying to live to create beauty and light and hope for people has not produced more material abundance. Goodness, I mean, yeah, I'd love to have more audio equipment, you know, my own studio, more guitars. Heck, even just a work desk I don't have to tear down every day. But I gotta tell you, that little voice of wisdom that never goes away reminds me that all that stuff I'd like to have isn't worth more than a happy home and a meaningful life. If I got to pick one, 
affluence or significance. I mean, the, the choice is obvious. Wealth ain't life. And when I grab onto that, I begin to see my tiny world is actually expansive. And exactly what I want. It came to me this past week. If I had the more that I sometimes yearn for, I'd still want to be living the same life I am now. Writing, playing, doing this show, loving my family, spreading the truth. And what if, Lord knows, having that more, that bigger, would derail the life I really want? Do I have the wisdom to trust and be satisfied with and grateful for having what I need in abundance, even if things are a little tight and busy? I try to, y'all. And the struggle to do that, as I said, is something I'm thankful for. To sum up, if I ever start complaining, it's because my soul has gone blind. Thank God I can unblind it. And that's what I want to leave you with. Open your eyes. See the riches all around you. And give thanks. And hey, if you're listening right now, I'm thankful for you. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. May you relish the warmth of this season and feel the bounty in your heart. And there we go. Now, I'd like to think good has been done here, and I'm grateful. If you agree and you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe and share. You know, most importantly, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Spread the blessings around. If you want to reach out to me, you can drop me a line using revenantalien.com slash contact. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, at arevenantalien, which is also my medium handle, if you like that format better. For those that want to support the show, head to revenantalien.com slash support and follow the link to my anchor page. And if you're having an epiphany about how much you have to be thankful for and you want to connect to the source of all those blessings, go check out revenantalien.com slash searchers. The giver is even better than the gifts. Don't be a stranger. Godspeed. And I'll see you out there. Oh, man. Good times, everybody. Good times. How you feeling? You good? I mean, you like these Thanksgiving holidays. You like holidays in general. You know, if you're listening to this show, I'd love to hear more about your holiday experiences. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because, I mean, these are going to be some of the most poignant, meaningful human stories that exist, you know? If it's therapeutic for you to send your story my way so that maybe I can share it on a later episode, please do that. And I would love to highlight you guys, put you guys out there. Let people know who the incredible people are that listen to this show, because I know that's what you are. Uh, Got to make it quick today, but I do have one question for fun, so I thought I'd dive in here. Here's a question. What is your ideal vacation getaway experience? Mm, good question. First of all, uh, it has to be just me and the missus. No kids. Just me and the wife. Kids, I love you, but uh, your work, and you're going to be work for a long while, so... Right now, uh, just me and the missus, uh, someplace tropical, someplace where there's a beach, right, so you can 
You got the beautiful blue ocean right there and mountains, right? So you can choose if you want to go up to the mountaintop and maybe do some skiing. I think maybe I'm just talking about Hawaii. I don't know. Or Maui. Not Maui. So Maui's in Hawaii. I mean, uh, Tahiti. I've seen some great resorts out there. I think that's my ideal getaway. Just no kids. Just me and the missus. All expenses paid, of course, where you can relax or go on adventures or just be, just bask in the beauty of the natural world that's all around you. Those are my favorite kind of vacations. And if I if I could just pluck myself out of L.A. right now and go somewhere, that's where I would go. And I'd take the wife with me. And, hey, I'd take you along, too. You know, maybe I'll record an on-location episode. Who knows? From the beaches of Bora Bora or something. What vacations are you looking forward to this season? You know, you going home? You going somewhere else? You just going to staycation in your apartment and kind of enjoy the uh, calm, quiet town you live in, like L.A., which empties out during the Christmas season? I mean, if you don't live in L.A., let me tell you this crazy thing that happens every year. The traffic for those two weeks that school is out is amazing. There's nobody on the road. You can get anywhere in 30 minutes, which is, is not a thing in L.A., so uh, we love the holidays around here whenever we stick around. But we're going to travel and see some family, and uh, that's going to be fun. Just get out of town, get out into the country, and uh, just see the beauty of nature, man. Appreciate all the blessings that we have. And I hope that's what you're doing because, like I said, they're everywhere. They're all around you. And uh, when you're grateful, life's just better, you know? It's just better. So much love to you guys, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Peace. <laughs>